The Potential Candidate is a podcast about life after divorce, taking accountability, and transforming your life for the better. On this journey, listeners will hear from men and women about their path to foster meaningful relationships. We will share successful dating tips, relive epic horror stories, and leave you with powerful mantras to help you further manifest your goals. This podcast is for the person seeking clarity. Are you ready for the glow up? Are you ready to bounce back? Are you the potential candidate? Hey, it's your girl, Jess. And it's Tiffany. And this is the potential candidate. This week's mantra, love radiates out from me in all directions and it returns to me multiplied. This mantra is amazing because people need to know that God is love. We represent love. We radiate love just as being human beings. And the more love you give out, the more love is going to be multiplied and given to you. So I just encourage people to spread love. And with that thought, this week's episode is about poly relationships. Talk about love being multiplied. Uh, Jess and I wanted to share some information with our listeners, share some stories that we have to share about our experiences, um, and just kind of highlight this because this is a hot trending topic, honey. People want to know, are you in a poly relationship? And even if they're not in one or they don't have friends in one, they're always intrigued to listen um, to someone's story. So I'm intrigued um, to learn more about this topic as well. Even after this, um, this episode, I'm excited to get on Clubhouse and hear from our listeners. Um, for those of you who are our new listeners and rejoining us, every Wednesday, Jess and I are at Clubhouse. We're in the app and we have a, a club that we've set up. And every Wednesday during dinner time, we come together, we ping all these people into the room and we just, we let it go. Everybody gives us feedback. They, we continue the dialogue from that week's episode. And so I'm eager just to see what our listeners have to say about, about tonight's episode. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think it's a um, conversation or a topic that I've seen come up more often in regards to um, whether it's articles or things like that. Yes. Um, so I definitely think it'll be super interesting to kind of hear your thoughts and opinions on the subject. Yes, girl. Now, do you have your uh, glass of wine poured? Because I just poured mine. I can record. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. So I always, I always glass of wine when we're recording. So. I know that's right. Now, because especially with this topic, is it's good, and this is a great way to kick off um, the month of love. We want to make sure that we um, represent love, and also we got to tell our listeners we're going to have a Valentine's Day giveaway. Okay. Stay tuned and make sure you are following us on Instagram. Yes. We're going to be giving away um, a nice little love box to one of our listeners um, on Valentine's Day. Because that's what we do. We spread love with this being the potential candidate. Yeah, so make sure if you're not following us, you head on over to Instagram at the potential candidate and mm -hmm. give us a follow. That's going to be the only way to enter and win the giveaway. So check us out. For sure. So, 
let's go ahead and jump right in. Yeah, let's get now, this thing started. This weekend was off the chain, girl. Um, there was a huge hot topic. I was on Clubhouse for the whole weekend. I'm not even gonna lie. Same. And I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I think not, we went back and forth, pinging each other like, yes. "Girl, hop in this room. Hop in this room. Hop in this room." <laughs> the streets were talking. The streets was yelling, baby. And I'm, I'm, you know, oh man, you know, the bottom line is, for those of you who have not heard, you know, a major artist and their partner have been accused of some serious things. Um, there's some victims coming forward regarding sex trafficking, uh, drugging, um, abuse, you know, assault, sexual assault, in some cases, rape. Um, and this is, people are really getting upset about it because on both sides, one side is saying, if, if these, you know, accusations are true, it's awful. You know, we've subscribed to this, to both parties, um, the husband and wife, we've subscribed to both of their music careers and have supported them for a long time. And we're getting frustrated with the idea of having to tell people to protect black women. It's a shame we gotta, we gotta scream that in 2021. And then on the other side, people are upset and yelling because they're like, you know, we live in a system where you're innocent until proven guilty. And it's not fair for this to be slander, you know, and even, um, you know, it, it, it was crazy in Clubhouse. What was your yeah. perspective? Did you see people yelling and stuff? People getting kicked off I the know, stage? I know, there was one room I, I was in and it got real intense because of course people from the industry were weighing in and giving their thoughts and opinions mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and so I think, you know, like you said, with our judicial system, it's innocent until proven guilty. But with social media, yeah. it is so interesting how quickly you know, the public becomes the judge, the jury, the executioner from things of mm -hmm. like, oh, they need to be locked up. They need to be buried under the jail, so on and so forth. I think it's very, they've already been tried in the court of public opinion. And yeah. I think sometimes that can be more damning than the actual judicial system. Um, but I'm right there with you, Tiff, of the war cry of protect black women. And like you said, it is 2021. Why does that need to be a war cry still, you know? And I think, yeah. so um, it's gonna be interesting to see how this all unfolds. Um, it's going to be interesting, you know, because over the weekend, um, women were showing receipts, text messages, yes. all sorts of things and stuff like that. Of course, again, um, in the court of public opinion, not necessarily, um, like no, it's my understanding, no formal charges or anything like that have even been brought in. But I think it just goes right. to show the power of social media and the um, of the tongue um, and how, again, like how damning that can be. So it was, it was crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing outlets like Double XL, you know, The Shade Room, uh, Hollywood Unlocked. You know, they're coming forward and actually reporting this, even though we're not seeing it on any major outlets. And if you think about it in the, in the Black community, in the hip hop R&B community, um, it's very loyal, you know, because we're the minority in society. And so these are, these are our hometown heroes. 
you know, so it is a big devastation to us. I do want to make sure we note that, that a lot, I, I acknowledge people are really upset that these accusations are flying around and that people could possibly not be telling the truth um, because of what these two individuals represent to our organization, to our community, excuse me. But I do want to applaud the, pe- the journalists who are reporting the information. I want to applaud any survivor of sexual assault, sexual abuse, human trafficking. I want to applaud any of those women, any, any of those men, anybody who survived that and had the courage, the strength to come forward. I applaud you. We both applaud you. Absolutely. Um, and so, so this is a this is going to be a lot for our community to unpack. Um, but I think right now everybody's at the point where they want facts, right? And can you blame them? <laughs> no, absolutely. Like you said, it's going to be so interesting to see how this all unfolds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from whether or not charges get brought to if there is a trial, what that looks like, and just what the fallout is across the exactly. board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I think the accused uh, actually gave a, a statement um, the other day and made sure that they let people know that um, they weren't predators um, and that, you know, it was their private business what they did in the bedroom and so we just thought it was appropriate to have this you know to bring this topic up because you know people are married and and they deserve to have whatever relationships they want to have you know as long as there's consent correct as long as there are consent consenting adults you can do whatever you want to do Right. Well, you know, not everything. You not kill them, but you know. But what I, mean? I think that's. I uh, think that's the key. One consenting yeah. to an adult, and as mm-hmm. an adult, I mean, you are the age of majority. Not like, oh, yeah. they look like an adult. They're almost an adult, but they are, by law, an adult. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, and the first whistleblower actually is encouraging people to go to the police now with that being said you go to the police then the DA has the possibility of picking up the charges and so I do want to point out the fact that no one's going to say go file a police report let's go file charges if they want publicity or if they want to settle out of court and make money. Because baby, when the DA pick up that that case, it's a done deal. It don't matter if you want press charges or not. Um, and so I do want to point that out that the survivors are saying that they, they have, uh, they're submitting their receipts um, to, to the authorities. But my prayers go out to all parties involved. I hope everybody is covered. Um, I pray that the truth prevails. I pray that healing manifests in these people's lives because it's not a good look for anybody. Whether they lying or telling the truth, this hurts us all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but we want we want to hear from our listeners. You know, we want to know what you guys think about the situation. How is this impacting you? Is it even impacting you? Um, maybe you're someone that feels strongly about human trafficking and and maybe um, you want to share your story 
we would love to hear it. And so at the end of this episode, I'll be dropping information about how to leave a message. You want to leave us a voice message? You can do that in Anchor. Um, and we would love to listen to your, your love notes for us. You can also slide in our DMs. They're always open and clear and ready for you. Um, like just said, at the potential candidate. And of course, you can email us the potential candidate at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and kick this topic off. Yes. Off. This this episode is all about the poly lifestyle. What is it about? Now we want to make sure that we uh, debunk any myths that we need to debunk because some people think that poly is one. Ironically, they think poly looks like one thing, but that's ironic, right? Because uh, poly, <laughs> poly is a Greek word for many. And the Latin word for love, those two combined, um, polyamory means many loves, more than one love. And so it's important that we make sure that we don't put uh, poly relationships in a box. And to be more specific, polyamory is a relationship style centered in the belief that it is possible to actually love more than one partner, more than one, more than one person. Just do you think you could love, be in love with more than one partner? Simultaneously, I don't know. I think over the course of our life, you love multiple people, right? You have your first love, have your like, ooh, right now type of love, those types of things. So I think it is possible to love more than one person. And I don't know, maybe it is, you can love someone simultaneously. Maybe it's like the person that got away that you just, you know, are head over heels for. But in the context of, oh, I have two boo things that I'm in a relationship with simultaneously, and it's the three of us where we're all in a relationship, I don't know if I personally am about that life. Yeah, you know, that is challenging because um, you definitely have to practice self-control in this relationship just like any other, but there may be even more restraints, I guess. Um, So, because you know, polyamory, um, with polyamorous relationships, they often involve having more than one romantic relationship with full knowledge and consent of all the partners involved. And so polyamory is not considered cheating. That's the biggest part. Uh, that I would be challenged with, right? It's not cheating and it should not be confused with affairs or infidelity. So to our listeners, when you meet someone who's in a poly lifestyle, please do not judge them. I'm not in the poly lifestyle, but I'm gonna let you know it's not fair because for some people, they're living with fidelity. They're living in their truth. They're living with integrity and it's just not fair for us to impose our beliefs on them, right? I think the the purpose of our podcast is living your best life, doing what's best for you. Right, and I think, you know, even outside of a poly relationship, everybody's relationship is different. Everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, tolerates different things. Everybody has different boundaries. And what, even if you look at, you know, a strictly monogamous relationship, what works for those people in that, you know, um, relationship may not be the same. Yeah. For another monogamy, uh, for, I'm sorry, for another monogamous relationship. So different strokes mm-hmm. for different folks. You know what I mean? As long as, again, you are consenting adults, live your right. life. Do your, do your thing. Now, look, this is the biggest piece that people miss. 
polyamory is different than polygamy. Right. It's not the same, guys. I know some people are thinking it's the same. It's not. Um, you know, polygamy is actually a religious-based form of non-monogamy. So, there, you know, there are some examples of polyamorous um, relationship configurations. If you Google this, guys, it'll blow your mind. They actually, first of all, shout out to anybody who got their degree in sex education or human sexuality, like you the MVP. Like that takes a lot of discipline to be able to like reach your inner self and your soul to know everything about like all the different forms of human sexuality. If you Google this, there are several forms of polyamory. Um, It's estimated that there are about you know, anywhere from 1.2 to 9.8 million polyamorous people living in the United States. This is an, a trending topic. What do you think, Jess? I think it's, especially in the Black community, yeah, right? I was just thinking, I was like, I wonder how many, like if they break that down by ethnicity and race. Um, to me, those those numbers are shocking. I'm like, like that many people? Mm-hmm. Um Girl, you never really know. I remember um, a few years ago, like this news article came out in Phoenix about um, one of the suburbs. And it was, I can't even remember. It was if you had a certain fruit in your cart, it was supposed to be like this code to let other people know that you're into the lifestyle so they could approach you. Uh, and I remember it being like this huge thing, like it was a news article and then it was like all over Facebook and stuff like that. And it was like just a common fruit that maybe you would get like, I don't know, like a pineapple or something. I don't know if that's common or not. It is to me. But then it was kind of like, well, oh shoot, like I don't want to just be in fries getting a pineapple for lunch. And, you know, I'm being approached about like a different alternative lifestyle or something like that. So I think it's. I was very shocked by those numbers Um, and I think even more shocked um, to see that it seems to be rising within the um, the idea and concept of polyamory. I'm very intrigued by that. Um, I have a very inquisitive mind so I'm always like why? You know human behavior is speaking. One of my undergrad degrees is in psychology. Why do we do the things that we do? Why do we think the way that we think? And how do we get to this point? So I have so many questions. Yeah, girl, the Rolling Stone um, magazine published an article in 2018 about this specific topic about the, in their culture section. It's estimated that 45% of people living in the U.S. are polyamorous or participating in other forms of o- open relationships. And about 20% of people have at least attempted some kind of ethical non-monogamy at some point in their lives. So again, you know, this has to be a conversation, whether people want to have a conversation about it or not. It's here. It's a lifestyle, you know, and um, I remember being fresh out of my divorce and getting back out there and dating, getting on the, you know, with the digital age now where, you know, all the technology is everywhere. So I get on um, on the apps. Of course, there's Tinder, you've got Bumble, you've got Hinge. And the cons- I've seen on every single app, people who are very open about being in the mm-hmm. lifestyle and forthcoming saying, hey, this is a picture. These are pictures of me and my beautiful wife. 
and we're looking for a third, you know, or we're looking for a third girlfriend. We're looking for another another boyfriend. And um, at first I was taken aback by it. But I when I think about it, I actually appreciate that. I appreciate people being forthcoming and saying this is what it is. And, you know, if you're interested, please, please join. You know, um, I, I, I like that we're, it's not taboo like it used to be. Right. And I think, you know, it's more upfront than, you know, engaging with somebody and then finding out that they have like a whole like family or something like that because I feel like there's people out there that are doing that that aren't representing the essence of who they are um and what some of their beliefs are you know and my my thing is you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea right so if tea isn't your thing you're not forced to drink the tea just like go go to your lane and move how you move if that makes sense Absolutely. And I was going to say, too, it's important to break down the different examples of polyamorous relationships. So, again, you guys can Google this. Our listeners can Google this. Um, So you can have a relationship, a relationship where there are three individuals, but only one of them is having a relationship with the other two. So if we're let's let's use colors. So if there's a relationship, um, there's green, blue, and red. So green is involved with both red and blue, and blue and red are not involved with each other. So that's actually a, a V. That's actually a V, a poly V relationship. So in this case, it could be, a, you know, in gender and, and um, sexuality is up to you. It could be all women in a, in a poly relationship. So let's be clear on that. But for purposes of trying to um, to kind of explain this, it would be, let's say, one guy, two women, where the guy would have relation would have be intimate with the two women, and the two women would never be intimate with each other. Because I know a lot of people ask that question too. They're like, "Well, are the two women are are, are the two women gay? Would they be lesbian technically?" And in this case, no. Um, then you have a triad where it's like a triangle where green is involved with red and blue and blue and red are involved with each other. So all three parties are intimate with one another. Um, Then you have a Z uh, shape where you introduce a fourth party with the color purple. So in a Z format, just as you would write the letter Z, uh, green would be involved with blue. Blue was involved with purple purple's involved with red but if you notice red and green never touch intimately they are never in, in, uh, involved with each other so um, that's an interesting one too and then you have um, like the number eight where um, everyone is connected except for two parties and then finally where everybody is involved with everybody else um, where it's like a box with an X um, and everybody is crisscrossed and connecting with each other. So we just want to make sure, though, that we we spread awareness about that topic and make sure that we dispel the myths and um, make sure we show love to the poly community if that's what you're into. We want to spread awareness and um, build tolerance because, again, like just said, how you live is how you live. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
Make sure you guys don't miss out. The Potential Candidate episodes drop every Wednesday at midnight. We connect afterwards on the Clubhouse app where we continue to talk about the issues from the episode and we want to hear from our listeners and give our listeners a voice. So make sure you listen to our show on Apple Podcasts or wherever major podcasts are available. So, girl, I have to tell you about this quick story. I don't know if you've had any experiences with the poly uh, community or if you've ever lived or dabbled, you know, do your thing. But I want to share this really quickly. I, me and one of my homegirls, we found a cool bar, a cool ass bar. We love going to this little bar. We just started going there for like a month. You know, maybe a Monday night, I'd be like, girl, let's go to get happy hour somewhere. Mm-hmm. Girl, let's go get a quick bite to eat. She'd be like, oh, yeah, let's go to this spot. Now, I'm new to the area, so I don't know the history of the community. You know, I'm still getting out there making some waves. Mm -hmm. And so uh, everyone was really nice. And I noticed that during Halloween, they had a closed private party. Um, They said that all the tickets were sold out is how they explained it. And I said, oh, okay. They said, but they're going to have another party on Saturday, but it would be open to everybody. I said, oh, okay, okay, okay. But I never made it. Mm-hmm. the next weekend I made sure to go back because I just really liked it it was so nice mm-hmm. and when I went back um, I noticed everybody knew each other everyone was hugging dancing and I was like oh they must be having a, a birthday party this weekend mm-hmm. so I noticed that it was a, just a, a tight knit safe space well one night girl me and my homegirl we got dressed to the nine I don't know why we were stopping there and going to another spot baby we was in there having a good time we was just looking cute and um all of a sudden one of these dudes come up and he pulls her aside and has her dancing and and you know she like okay okay good job you know you a good dancer but I'm good another guy come around he he come say hey come dance with me I'm like okay so we dancing you know neither one are attractive yeah just just to be honest (laughs) I gotta gotta be petty I can't I I gotta keep it 100 (laughs) so so I'm like, uh, neither one cute. Well, okay, whatever. One of them like, well, let me buy you a drink. I'm like, okay, but I'm not one of them girls that wants you to buy me a drink just because. I got my own. I'd rather pay my own seven dollars and to be left alone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fact. Then, then to have to hang by you uh, if I don't like you. So, so guys out there listening to this podcast, you don't have to buy her no drink. Okay. If you're not feeling that vibe, baby, save your ten, fifteen dollars. And um, you can have a nice conversation with a young lady without buying her a drink. Now you buy her a drink if you're really thinking it's going somewhere. But let stop letting these cat girls uh, play with y'all. But anyway, let me get to the end of this damn story. <laughs> Girl, they got me mad on this topic. But anyway, um, one day, so we dancing with the guys. We get a shot at the bar. Okay, boom. You know, goodbye. They're like, so are y'all in the lifestyle? And we was like, what? What lifestyle? We green as hell. Don't know what they talk about. They said the lifestyle. And we was like, what do you mean? They're like, well, one of the guys says, well, I'm married. And we have, I'm married and we have children. And we actually are 
polyamorous. We're open. We have open marriage. And I said, oh, okay, that's cool. And then the other guy is single, but he's a swinger. He goes to swing. And so that's another thing that I got to point out for our listeners is being in a polyamorous relationship is not the same as swinging. Swinging is strictly sex. It's strictly sex. I promise you. That's what all the research, all the journals are saying. But with polyamory, is about love. That's why this podcast is not about swinging. It's about polyamory. So the guy who was single and, and, and a swinger, he's pointing out everybody in the bar. Yeah, I slept with her. Yeah, I had her last weekend. Oh. Yep, her yesterday. Girl, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, do your thing. You know what I mean? And then the other one, with the one who was trying to holler at me, who was looking for a third partner, he said, yeah, we just had a baby. My wife is at home. She just uh, gave birth. But she knows that I have some needs. And she knows that we're looking for somebody. So she's, we're open and she lets me go out and have girlfriends, you know, or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, that's cool. So that, that's been my experience. You know, very respectable young men. They were not disrespectful at all. I like when people can communicate and use their words and be respectful, you know? And so that's why we have to give everybody a fair chance. Your Everybody's journey may not be your journey, but what we will not do is disrespect each other. You know what I mean? But girl, that was, have I been back to the bar? That's a hell no. <laughs> I ain't been back. <laughs> I you're gonna be like, yeah, girl, I was just saying, I'm like, girl, girl, I'm not trying to, girl, you better, girl. No, I haven't been back because I don't want to give no wrong. That's nothing. I'm not leading nobody on. Right. I'm not playing with nobody. Because that's these also are, not okay. Yeah, these are grown men, grown women who are intentional about their lifestyle. And who am I? Who do I think I am to go and uh, take up their space, their safe space? Because right. I understand there are bars that they don't feel comfortable enough doing that, you know. And so, yeah, girl, I ain't been back. I've been laying low. Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> that is so wild. So I've not had any experiences because it can just me and how I'm set up. I don't think that's something that I could drive with. Have I been approached before about it? Yes, I have. Um, again, like you said, on dating apps where somebody's like, oh, hey, you know, my wife thinks you're cute, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, why, why would your wife be looking at me? Like, what? yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's like, oh, you know, this is a situation. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. thanks so much. I'm not really looking for that. Yeah. But good luck to you. Hope you find what you're looking for. And again, like you said, I think the communication piece of it, and it's a lot of the research that I've done about polyamory, it talks about just how, you know, it requires a lot of communication and the communication that the couples have with one another about their needs, their wants, their desires, but also their boundaries. So that mm -hmm. somebody knows, hey, it's a boundary for me for you to be out in the club pursuing somebody without me being present. That's a boundary violation, so on and so forth. Um, yeah. So no, I have not. Yeah. Um, on the swingers thing, I remember some guy that I just had like, you know, very surface level conversations with. Um, he was like, oh, hey, we should go on a date one day, blah, blah. We should go to this club. And the name of the club stood out to me. And I'm like, I feel like I've heard people talk about this, but I feel like they said something weird about it. And I Googled it and it was like a swingers club. And I was like, uh, so I Googled this. And this Ooh. is what like Google says it is. He's like, oh yeah, I thought that'd be a dope first date. And I'm like, what? 
<laughs> the first for the first day for the first date like literally had never met this person had maybe had like two or three again very surface level how should days cool whatever whatever um and i was just kind of like that's so interesting that you're so like bold to be like hey let's go here and so i was like oh no thank you and then I had to block and delete them because <laughs> like Girl. I feel like that's a touch creepy. Like, yeah. for, like, are people really out there taking people to swinger clubs on the first date when that hasn't been established? Like, maybe if we talked about it, okay. But to just be like, hey, how's your day? Want to go to the swingers club? I feel like there's a few steps in between. Yeah, I think that goes hand in hand with talking about sex on the first date. You know, somebody eager to talk, to talk about your body. And, and how you can please them on a first date. Um, no, no disrespect to anybody who, who does that. You know, I, I've, I've been I've been there, done that. <laughs> it's a new day because if somebody's interested in just jumping right in for your body, then are they really interested in your mind and longevity? Because sex really comes and goes. Touche. Touche. Um, but now that we've had an opportunity to kind of share with you guys about the polyamory lifestyle, we encourage you to you know, do some research of your own. Um, not because you're interested in being in the lifestyle or want to be in the lifestyle, but just, you know, ignorance is bliss, right? And I think knowledge is power. And I think that if you can educate yourself and just get some basic information, at least to know the difference between polygamy and polyamory, you know, who knows? So take some time to process, implement, Maybe manifest if that's your thing. 